Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we got a week 12 waiver wire show for you. I've got a couple ads this week. Nothing crazy, but there actually, I think there's some players that could be useful down the stretch here going into the playoffs. We're going to go over those in just a minute, but make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. We're on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. The website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. You can also go email us if you have any questions, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. And all right, Jeff, let's get right into it. Waivers, do you have your number one for the week? I have a number one. I'm just curious if we have the same number uh, one. I assume we do. Um, I mean, right now it's got to be Samaja P. Ryan. Yeah. And in ESPN leagues, he's owned in 28.4% of leagues. I believe in, I don't have the exact numbers, but in Yahoo leagues, he's actually up, I think, even above 50%. So it's going to vary on league to league if he's out there, if he's not. If he's out there, need a running back, I think you go get him. It was a pretty good game for him. We were kind of down on him last week. We didn't give him much love in the waiver wire last week. But I feel like we did that with good reason. He hadn't really performed, I feel like, up until that point. I mean, what, what had we seen? The other two games that he had actually gotten an opportunity, he had 21 for 67 and 19 for 49. So you didn't really expect much. I honestly don't know what the difference was today. Maybe it's just a he's gone on through the season. He's gotten more comfortable. And 23 for 117 and a touchdown looked pretty good. And it's not even that to me. It's more of Chris Thompson's out too. There's really nobody else. I mean, it's volume. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to for, for me as well. I, I think... Chris Thompson was a much better fit for what this offense wanted to do, and hence why they didn't really give P. Ryan a, a huge chance. Um, but now he's going to be the only mouth to feed, so they're going to have to give him the ball if they want any resemblance of a running game. Um, 23 ca- carries immediately after Chris Thompson goes down. You know, that bodes very well for him, even though, uh, you know, he looked good, but, you know, like, like Craig just mentioned, when he had about 20 carries before, he managed – you know, nowhere near that. So, you know, was it a was it the game? Was it the tempo? Was it just out of necessity? Maybe New Orleans wasn't even planning for a hard nosed attack like that. Possibly. Um, I think he's definitely worth it. You're never going to find another running back this late in the season mm-hmm. off of the waiver wire. So throw a lot of money at him, uh, and you just hope that he, you know, he's there at the goal line. He picks that up, even if he doesn't have a, as productive a day with yards. But not a whole lot to say. I mean, good for Piran. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sold that this is going to continue. I could definitely see a 20 carry for 40 yard performance coming up for him. So not sold, but yeah, that again, this is week 12. You need a running back. You just got to get him. <laughs> Who else can you get? You just, I mean, really? Okay. You're getting a starting running yeah. back off the waiver. Cause you can't, you can't nitpick. Here are the other options. Basically at this point, it's going to be, there's maybe there's really not many. Devante Booker for Denver. He's one you could talk about. It, he's pretty much splitting the workload with CJ Anderson at this point. And he gets some work out of the backfield. But then again, he's splitting the work with CJ Anderson. He's not the, he's not the lead back. And I don't think he's going to be the lead back. And even he hasn't, he's looked okay. He hasn't done anything to give him, to make himself stand out, I feel like either. So this is, if you don't go for B Ryan, these are your options Booker or what? Austin Eckelar for the Chargers, who got a touchdown this past week again, but. He's still behind Melvin Gordon. He's behind Melvin Gordon. Don't get that wrong. He's no, behind Melvin Gordon. By a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you saw the distribution of carries, you know, yep. after that huge week. Don't don't get too excited about him. You know, and I mean, I think you're exactly right. I think the only other person that I look at, you know, 
on this list is kind of Damian Williams, and I know yep. that's going to be hit or miss. I, you know, I don't feel comfortable with him. So, it, by far, by far, in a way, P. Ryan, and uh, you really do have to throw a lot of money on him because, like I said, he he probably is the last running back you're going to be able to get. Yeah, and like um, with Damian Williams, maybe he's going to be the guy there, but maybe Kenyon Drake takes over again next week. I don't think either of them are that great. I would, I, I'm personally going to lean Williams because I feel like he has a little bit more pass catching ability. So he's going to be just has more, has a higher floor, you know, but either way, that offense is terrible and it's just a bad team. It's yeah. hard to trust. They're so bad any right of it. now. And, and, you know, we do, I, I think of him as a pass catcher too, but the last two games, really he had one game where he caught six balls. Other than that, he hasn't gone over three. Yep. Uh, you know, and you are about to go against New England. So my guess is they're going to be down and they're going to have to throw. So if I had to make an educated guess, he would probably be the guy I went with uh, besides for P. Ryan just for one week. But I'm not going to feel good about that. <laughs> like, I'm going to really hate no. myself. I mean, I, and I wish right now we could talk about Deontay Foreman. This would have been a nice spot for him. Dude, finally, <sighs> my I know just, I put way too much hype on him in preseason, but finally he looks like everything we yep. thought he was going to be, and then he so, goes and gets Just right. had to say his name one last time before the season, and he finally showed our the potential that we both saw in him, especially you, and now it's all over. So hopefully he recovers, be good for next year. Be good. I don't really have any other running backs. There, do you have any other player? I mean, really, there's not. No. That's why it's P. Ryan. You yeah. go, you, if you need a running back, you have to go all up for P. Ryan because there's just there's not there's not a player there for you. There's just not, and you're not going to find one, and it's going to be hurting. So wide receiver wise, my top receiver. There's a couple of them here, but my top is probably going to be Corey Coleman if he's out there in your league. He looked good in his first game back. Six what six catches, eighty yards, I believe. So he looks pretty solid. He's not going to be out there, though, in everybody's league. People picked him up last week. So if he's out there in yours, I think you should go pick him up. Um, I don't even know what his percentage owned is right now. It's up there, a 20%-ish. Yeah, yep, So 20. hopefully you got him a week ahead of time. And after this week, he's going to skyrocket. I mean, last week he went up 9%. You know, 9%. The only thing holding him back is the team. It's just a bad team. But he looked good. Yeah, so. but they will have to throw. Yep. So... And they're really, I mean, who else are they going to throw to there? It's yeah. it's basically going to be him, and that's about it. And actually, Jeff, I'm taking a break. I'm watching Monday Night Football here. Oh, no touchdown for Russell Wilson, almost. <laughs> I got a lot riding on this game. So we're recording here during the game. So The other guy, Kenny Stills, big game. What do you, what do you make of that? Because we just got done talking about how bad the Dolphins were, and then we rep one of the guys. But seven for 180 and a touchdown is pretty ridiculous. What it feels like to me is, when Matt Moore's in there at quarterback, Kenny Stills thrives. That's what it seems to be. And I think Matt Moore is going to be the quarterback here. After Jay Cutler's three interception performance and going out with the injury, I think at this point it's Matt Moore's. It should be Matt Moore's team. And he looked for Kenny Stills. So that's where Kenny Stills is going to have some value for me. And it's not just completely, you know, 100% deep balls and just that. He's getting some other catches. I mean, it's a lot of deep balls from him, but I, I like him. And he's been he's been okay other weeks. And then that little stretch there, week six and seven, he got the touchdowns. And I don't know. I kind of like it. I mean, with New England, like you said, they have New England two of the next three weeks. New England's been much improved on defense. But Miami's going to be down, yes, and they are going to have to air it out when they're down. So maybe Steels can do something. I don't know. What do you think about Steels here? You, it's it's Kenny Steels. That's where it's hard to trust. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't trust him, but – 
Once again, you already made my point for me. Uh, two out of the three weeks, he's going to play Denver in the middle, which has been pretty staunch against the pass. Yeah. Um, just you know, in general, but New England has been, you know, they have been better, but they're still not very good at, at protecting the, you know, the pass. So, two out of three games, you're going to be able to play him pretty safely. Um, I, I think he's a great like a waiver ad for flex, you know, option. What about Josh Doxson? Might as well bring his name up again. He. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually really liked what I saw, and Kirk Cousins was playing very, very well. He finally got some yardage, 4 for 81. Every game he looks a little bit better, and we already know he has that big playability. Um, and Chris Thompson's not in there anymore. And, you know, I don't think P. Ryan is really going to catch those balls. So I think Daxon is just going to keep getting more and more work. So I do like him. I would be feel a little uneasy playing him, but I think he has really good upside. Yeah, I agree. I it's, he's he's getting more and more as the weeks go on. He's looking. I think he's their best receiver. Honestly, do you? I don't know if you agree with that. I actually think he is their best receiver. Has the potential to be for sure. Oh yeah, I, it, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm, I'm not really <laughs> in love with anyone on that team besides for you know. I think Cousins was kind of hung out to dry by these guys. I, I like Crowder, but he hasn't lived up to the hype of you know what he could have been either. So you know, Daxon definitely looks like the best athlete wide receiver that they have currently and i think that's why they try to increase his his plays all right any other players that really stand out to you here there's some names we can talk about Dontrell inman i'll say for the bears he's now been there for two games he had six for 88 in week 10 and three for 43 this past week there's not much to with that passing game but if you're absolutely desperate you're in a deeper league maybe maybe he's a guy just to think about that you need to fill in I mean, this is talking, I'm talking deeper. This has to be a little bit deeper than that. But maybe maybe he's the option there. And Zay Jones. You got Calvin Benjamin out with an injury. And Jordan Matthews still hurt. He had four for 68. You know, maybe this is the time that you start. And before that, you had the six for 53 and a touchdown in week nine. So is there a possibility Zay Jones does something? I mean, it seems like. Even though they're tied for that last playoff spot, they, it feels to me like they're just looking for the future, which is just a strange thing. But maybe they'll just throw the ball to Zay Jones. Give him – see what he has. See what he can do. And that's a name I feel like we haven't talked about him since the beginning of the year. But if you're desperate, I guess. This point of the year, it's kind of tough. But Yeah, and he has good matchups coming up. And obviously, Tyrod is going to be back in there. So, yeah, I, I think he's a little more of a, of a desperate play. But once again, I, he has – so much, you know, so much upside because he really is going to be the only, you know, he's kind of like a Piran. He's the only guy in there that mm-hmm. you really can be able to throw to unless you think that the tight end and McCoy are going to soak up everything, which I, I think would you'd be hard-pressed to believe. And Kenny Galladay's had two games in a row with big catches. He doesn't have any yards, but he has good, decent yardage for the two catches he's had each of the games, 64 and 52. If he stays healthy, something to watch. I, actually, I'm a big fan of Kenny Galladay, and – he looked pretty good, obviously, early in the season, then got hurt almost immediately. And the last two games, he keeps increasing his reps by mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, especially with the way that offense is going, Tate and Marvin Jones have been on fire. And I guarantee that, you know, this guy is going to be able to find some holes in the in the defense. Um, next week, going against Minnesota, a little sketchy on that one. But I really like Galladay's upside because we saw how dynamic he can be in the red zone earlier on. Then if you're in a keeper league and you can stash players, I'm going to say it again, John Ross, Mike Williams, Corey, Corey Davis actually could have some value here yet. But those kind of players, go get them. Still, go get them. If your season's over, 
and you're in a keeper league, just go start getting all these potential guys. That's what you got to do. But Corey Davis, I think, still might do something this year. I still think there's a chance that he actually makes an impact at one, you know, one of these weeks. It could definitely happen. The team, to me, feels like could be the part that is the downfall for him, which they just can't seem to get anything going in the passing game necessarily, But except for Richard Matthews last week. But Corey Davis, two catches, four catches, three catches. He's in. He's out there. It's a good matchup this week. It, you know, this maybe this is the week that he does something. I wouldn't wouldn't shock me if Corey Davis had a nice six for a hundred or something in a touchdown. I can see that. I honestly think in these last six games, he's going to have one of those type of games. And maybe this is the week. So maybe if you're you need a desperate play, throw Corey Davis out there. Maybe he'll maybe he'll do something for you. All right, any other wide receivers, Jeff? Nope. <laughs> I didn't think so. There's just it's that time of year. There's just every player that's good has pretty much been snatched up at this point. And then for the tight ends, not a lot. Charles Clay, possibly, but if Tyrod is the starter, which he should be after that whole Nathan Peterman experiment this experiment there, that was kind of ugly. Charles Charles Clay plays pretty well with you know with Tyrod. So if you need a tight end, this could be a good play for you. I'm still watching here. Ooh, almost a touchdown to Baldwin. He dropped it in the end zone, Jeff. It's all right. I'm getting distracted right now. <laughs> Just getting distracted. Other than that, are you too excited about any of the tight ends coming up here? Uh, I mean, no, not really. It's really tough. I, you know, if I was in a real, real bind, I mean, the only other player here is Tyler Croft, only because he can catch touchdowns. He's been okay. Um, he had that one game where he's just, you know, non-existent, but, you know, he had okay. 8.3, 4.6, 7.9, a terrible game, and then 7.2. You know, it's okay. And they're go- about to go against Cleveland. So if you're really in a bind, you can play him next week. Uh, do you take Kobe Fleener? He finally has one good game. Do you take yeah. that seriously at all? I can never take Kobe Fleener no, seriously. I, I just, who knows with him. I just stay away. I eh, stay away from him. Just not excited. So that's all I got for tight ends. But what about a couple streaming defenses here? We might as well throw out some streaming defenses if you've been streaming all season. Like, I've been doing that all year. It's a, it, It's been tougher, though, if you haven't been able to find one that you can play for a while. Some of them this week. You know what? I'm actually going to bring up the Patriots here, which is weird to say with how their defense was all year. They're going against Miami, who has not been good. Uh, we talked about, yeah, it's maybe Matt Moore to Kenny Skill, Stills can do something, but they, for the most part, have not been good. And here's what the Patriots have done. This is what their their scoring total was for fantasy these last five games. They went 9-7-11-13-9. Pretty decently respectable there, I would say. This is what they've given up point total for their last six games. We I think we're still kind of thinking of the Patriots of this bad defense. Last six games, they gave up 14 points. They gave up 17-7-13-16-8. Patriots are a good defense. Look at that. Those are the last six games. What made us think there's just some terrible defense was the first four games where they gave up 42, 20, 27, and 33. They figured something out there after that Carolina game. And if somebody tries to tell you they're a bad defense, I don't really think they are anymore. So I don't know. You, you, What do you think about the Patriots? I, I think they've changed the narrative on that. People have been slow to come around to it, but I think they're actually good now. Yeah, and it was kind of – and I actually have them on a couple of my teams because I was streaming and I'm picking players up that are going to have really good – schedules and it looks like they're about to hit a good schedule i was really hoping nathan peterman would still be in there for 13 <laughs> yep. but, um yeah I, I actually really like them I, I think there's definitely others but you know they're 
how many are, are actually held in less than 50%, um, they're not going to be one that people hold on to necessarily. So you can get them in a lot. Yep. The other one that I would look at that is, will be out there a lot um, is actually Falcons. Yep. Last two games have done really, really well. Double digits, and you're about to play a Tampa Bay team that um, didn't do bad last game, but they're still getting their stuff together. Um, and obviously without Jameis Winston. So I, I like the Falcons D as well. Yeah, I agree. That was going to be my next pick was going to be the Falcons. No Jameis Winston. Ryan Fitzpatrick is known to throw interceptions. So, yeah. you know, just that that right there alone can make the Falcons a solid play. And they've had – they were good last week against Dallas. So far against Seattle, it's looking good, but we don't know how the game is going to end. Um, they're about to maybe give up a touchdown right here, hopefully on a Baldwin touchdown catch from Russell Wilson. But other than that, they have been decent. They haven't given you negative all year. And that's, I mean, sometimes on streaming defenses, you want the guy team that's going to really blow up, but you at least want somebody that's not going to go negative for you. And I don't think the Falcons will do that. All right, some other teams. There's really not a lot of other great options for me. Um, maybe go with the Titans because, you know, they're going here against, what, the Colts. Colts just are have been a good team to play against all year. So the Titans are could be a solid one, even though they had a bad they played get bad against Pittsburgh, but that's on a Thursday night. Pittsburgh kind of just became what they should be. Titans have been okay. They're not going to be great every week, but they'll have their weeks. Yeah, other than that, there's not a lot of options that probably probably will be out there for you at this point. So unless you see another one, I think that's about it. Maybe the Bengals if they're out there. Right. Against Cleveland, yeah. If they're there. No, I don't have any other or defenses. Panthers. But I actually do want to throw out one quarterback. Yep. I know we breeze over it a lot. But the only guy that I see that's actually kind of worth that uh, spot if you're if you're in trouble is Andy Dalton. The guy has actually been putting up decent numbers. Um, you know, he's been a little up and down, but he's about to play Cleveland. He's coming off two solid performances at Tennessee and at Denver. Um, looks like he's finally clicking with his team a bit. Um, Cleveland, obviously, is like 29th, 30th. Somewhere around there. They're at dead last pretty much against the pass. Um, so I, I like him. I think he would be a very good streaming option. Yeah, that's probably about the best out there. There's not a lot of great ones. Yeah, no. really isn't this week. <laughs> Nothing that – I mean, if Ben Roethlisberger is still out there in your league, which he isn't a lot, the league you could play him against Green Bay. You, I mean, if, if he's out there, you can go pick him up. Green Bay's not been terrible. He's but, out there. He's like 86%. But people, people, <laughs> dro- people dropped him after like the bye week kind of a thing. And he, I've seen him out there in some leagues. Man, you know, there's not just not a lot. There's not a lot. No. And I mean, just, the only other one, if you – I mean, Tyrod going against a KC team just, that seems struggling. Yeah. But, you know, I would, I would definitely go – me personally, I would definitely go Dalton over him. Yep. I think I agree. I think that's about it for this one then, Jeff. Waivers, this time of year, it's just, you're not, it'll actually get interesting probably in a couple weeks. It usually does towards the end of the year. There's always like these random guys that players get hurt and they just end their season. You get the Tim Hightowers, the, those type. I remember from a couple of years ago, Tim Hightower brought me to a title and I probably didn't pick him up till about week 13, week 14. Yeah, so always guys, there's still somebody. It just, maybe that's Pirine. I guess maybe that's who that is this year. So. Well, you know, pick them up. If you need a running back, there's no guarantee there will be another one. So this is the one. Spend all your money on him. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying he's that good of a player to do it, but this might be it. So. Yeah, I mean, you have no other options left. You're really praying for an injury otherwise. Yep, just spend it all. If you have any money left on a budget, obviously take your number one claim. If you need to run, even if you maybe don't need a running back. Well, yeah, definitely. Take him from somebody else that you could be going against that might need a running back. Yeah, block block that. Definitely block You know, that. do whatever you can. So I think that'll do it for the waivers. We'll be back. Tomorrow, we're actually going to have a mailbag episode, answer some of your questions, go over some 
Got some interesting ones coming in already, so it'll be fun to go over that. We'll talk to you guys then.